Welcome to Political Woman, Episode 2. This is my one-on-one with Joseph Garcia. I'm a boomer. Joe is a millennial. We were raised in different eras with different forms of communication. Still, we share many likes and dislikes. He and his cousin Jared are my two go-to movie buddies. Or we were when we could go to the movies. They are now my grown nephews. And it's just luck that we are related. Despite our age differences, we have many things in common, including our love for movies, live theater, books, and then there's politics. This is Gloria Moragas, Political Woman, a show designed to highlight the issues that matter most to all of us. one-on-one communications in the digital age. And I'm here with Joseph Garcia. Hello. Hi. So we're going to talk about one-on-one communications in the digital age. Hi, Joey. Hi, Gloria Moraga. We're living in the United States. Your thoughts about communications with uh, what's currently going on with the White House and the president coming down, testing positive for the virus. What what are your thoughts about how they've communicated that whole message to us as a millennial, as a young voter? There's conflicting views that they do. You'll get one group of people that will say one thing and how he's doing fine. He's, you know, everything is quote unquote positive. But then there'll be another whole different news cast right after and then they'll just say how irresponsible he was. It's just very mixed. We never get like, like both sides just can't agree on one thing. So it's like, what do you, like, what's the truth? Who do you believe? I don't know. And then, and then you get stuff from Twitter that, cause Twitter is what I use. So then I see people on Twitter talking about, oh, it was a, he's lying. He's doing it to make it seem like this virus isn't that big of a deal. It was all, it's all fake. How convenient he's doing it right before the election. He, he, he's doing it um, to get out of the, get out of doing the debates. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like you don't want to think that because it's kind of like a conspiracy theory type thing. And I'm not really into that. But then it seems like it'd be something that he would do because he is a liar. Right. So how tough is it to be bored in this era? See, like I have my era with newspapers and journalists and respected journalists. I mean, we have Walter Cronkite and we had, you know, even Dan Rather was like respected people that would give us the news and they would give us both sides. But now it's like, really, you've got a bunch of political opinions raging from one side to the other. I mean, really, CNN's become now this kind of, you know, left wing Mm-hmm. pop political side and then fox is the right wing mm-hmm. side and then you do you mainly get your news from twitter yeah and mm-hmm. who do you follow though do you follow people you agree with or do you follow some of the people you disagree with the people that i follow are people that have the same morals and opinions that that i have which is liberal leaning and some of them are very they're Radical views in the sense of like they want to like abolish police systems and I see like defund the police and all that stuff. And then I have people that aren't as extreme as that. And they just, you know, have simple views like I feel like it is it's biased. Like you said, you have CNN. It's like whatever social media you use, it's depending on like Facebook's a good example. Whatever you like, whatever you share, the people you follow, stuff is catered to you. So like if you like a lot of right wing stuff, you're going to get right wing whatever is on Facebook. Same with if you're left, then you're going to get stuff that shows a liberal side. It's like it's very biased and people aren't getting solid facts that are not that are unbiased. And I feel that's a big problem. 
So I try to follow people that I like on Facebook. So you don't, you don't do Facebook, right? No, I don't go on Facebook. And a lot of millennials don't. No. A lot of younger people, like say in the age group of... I would say 21 to like mid 30s. Don't do Facebook at all. No. You do, you use for social media, Instagram? Instagram, not really. I'm not really big on Instagram. I mean, I use Instagram, but I don't get like, I get news from Twitter quicker than it happens on TV. I see stuff happen in real time on Twitter. Recently, somebody posted something on Facebook and it really infuriated me because they're they're like commenting about how they're not going to vote because they don't like the candidates, that kind of thing. Right. That inflames me. And so I wanted to block them. And then I thought, well, because they're relatives of distant relatives of distant in-laws. As a reporter, as an old reporter, you always wanted to get both sides. You want to hear the other side. You yeah. want to be have an open mind so that you can make an informed, educated decision. But nowadays anymore, it's just the extremists that are tweeting or commenting and the kind of moderate middle people, you know, you don't hear from them much. Yeah. So how do you find a like knowledgeable, unbiased opinion? Or do you? I don't know. I feel like we're just so divided as a nation so you have these last since you got elected in 2016 to now i feel like it's just so divided and everybody just has so much hate for one side or the other and people don't want to make nice with them like people say well you should listen to to people's opinions listen to your your right-wing friends opinions but it's like people don't want to why am i going to listen to your opinion when you support this president that that is just is completely goes against everything that I value as a person. Like, I don't care what you have to say. And that's the problem. People don't want to listen because what's the point? So what we're doing now in the United States is instead of having a nice discussion, well, I'll tell you what a good example is. This is the debate the other night. Yeah. They had a moderator who was asking questions, who was trying to get both sides of the story and both sides of what people think. I, I don't think he did a very good job. He didn't. But he did... I think as best he can with a president who's a bully and who constantly interrupted him and Joe Biden. So that's what it's become anymore. Mm -hmm. No one can really say this is what I think or I believe these are the facts without being interrupted by screaming or bullies. Yeah. So that's everywhere, though. That's like on Twitter. That's on Facebook. That's on, on in the news. It's the whole fake news thing that he did. If any news is going against your morals or him, it's like, well, it's not it's not true. It can't be true. And I don't I don't care what you have to say. You're wrong. And there's no communication. It, it, it eliminates the, the possibility for civil, mature communication with somebody. Honestly, I constantly look at what's going on now and it's everything relates to communication. Yeah. I really think it's so bad right now. I hardly have any hope because... All the hope's been sucked out of us. Giant sucking sounds like NAFTA. The whole thing about the the Trump getting COVID, it was just nonstop bad communication. Yeah. From before when they kind of knew that he had it and nobody knew about it. And they were having ceremonies and spreading the virus all over the rose garden Mm -hmm. that we can't call a rose garden anymore because Melania Trump pulled out all the roses. (laughs) It's it's not even the rose garden. It's like whatever. Oh, shoot. So I don't know. I just wanted to get like your thoughts about all this and how difficult it is these days. Or do you see that it's not difficult? Because, see, you didn't really know how it was. <laughs> I know, because I, 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 I've only voted twice. I voted 18. When I was 18, I, got, I voted for when it was Obama. 
And then the second time I voted when it was Trump versus Hillary, I haven't really got to experience that many presidents, but voting for that many presidents. Right. Yeah, I, I voted for a lot of presidents. And then as, the, but the older that I get, you start to notice that, I don't know, you just... The quality of our candidates was pretty low. Yeah, it's, it's like, it's like, it's two elections back to back where you hear the same thing like, well, I guess I got to choose between the lesser of two evils. It's like, why do we always have to have the lesser of two evils? Why can we have a definitive candidate that everybody, maybe not agrees with everything, but like at least respects and would be happy that they would be our president? We haven't had that the last two times. People's morale gets down. It's like they think, what's the point? And then you have people say, I'm just going to write in Pee Wee Herman or something. Humpty you know what Dumpty. I mean? Yeah. Humpty Dumpty, just I, stupid I names. Humpty you know Dumpty. I mean? Yeah. Humpty Dumpty. I, I really names. loathe that. Like, I have friends, too, who say I'm not voting for either one of them, and it's like, well, that's just great, but you know what? That's a vote for mediocrity, and it's really, it's not a vote. It's not a decision. Just don't even vote at that point. I don't know what the answer is, either, because you can't force people to read. You can't force people to think. Yeah, to educate themselves, to think for themselves. They have to want to do that. I really think we got Trump, who's a stinker, because people didn't like Hillary. And I think a lot of people who don't like Hillary, of course, I go back to, they don't like her because she's a woman. Misogyny definitely played a part. Misogyny definitely played a part. Point blank. You know, yeah, there's racism in this country, but there's also sexism. Horribly, horrible people are horribly sexist. Yeah, she made some mistakes, but she was nowhere near what Trump is, which is a nightmare. He's a, he's a nightmare. And I'm happy that I live in a country where I'm allowed to say that. And who knows what's right. going to happen in four years if we get in for another four years. Because we've got white supremacists and Nazis that want to go to the polls and block us. That's a whole nother issue. Whole nother issue. Yeah, it is a whole nother issue. But what do you say to people who aren't going to vote? You're very involved. You listen. You I read. Try. You, you, have, you have to vote. It's, it's your right as an American to vote. It's, it's simple, relatively simple to just do it. You don't have to go in person anymore. You could do it at home, mail in your ballot. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to talk to anybody if you're antisocial like me. You don't have to wait in lines. It's, it's a simple thing to do, and it's like, it, if people think, well, it's not going to make a difference, it, it, it can. It really can. You just have to, I feel like that your communication is important, educating yourself is important, thinking for yourself is important, but people just, I don't, but then again, I'm not condoning not voting, but I understand why people wouldn't want to. Mm-hmm. Because it is kind of a real turnoff. It is. But uh, uh, when I was growing up, it wasn't an option you had to be involved in politics. I mean, my mother, somebody said, oh, it's not my president, once about John Kennedy. And my mom went off and said, um, whether you like it or not, he's your president because this is a democracy. And he was voted in by, by the majority. Mm-hmm. And so just get over it. Right. And it, he is your president. On the other hand, that means Trump is our president. And we have to... We're, we don't want him in there anymore, and that means we have to go and get rid of him. Whether he, no matter how hard he tries to hold on. Right. Right, see, we also like movies besides politics. So, what do you think about, like, movie theaters shutting down? I really am. COVID depresses me. Trump depresses me. The whole way they handled this COVID thing with Trump is just awful. And now, movie theaters might not open again and are going bankrupt. It's really sad. Like, that was just, 
me, like, pre-COVID, I really didn't go out much as it was. But it's like, the one, one of the little joys I had was going to the movies. Just going to the movie theater is such a, just a fun experience. Getting a soda, getting a popcorn, sitting there and the lights go down and you see the little thing flicker and it goes on the big screen and it's just like, you just feel so happy. The fact that we can't do that anymore. Because the last movie that I saw was The Invisible Man and that was in March. I've... Eight months later, have not seen a movie in the theater since. I have spent some of the happiest moments of my life in the most terrifying moments watching horror movies. Man, do I miss the movies. I know. And it's just not the same watching it at home. It's just not. It's not. It's, uh, I mean, you do, I, we try to turn off all the lights and, mm -hmm. you know. Oh, that's we, what I do. We got, um, we bought Mulan when it first came out. You know, it was like $30. Right. And uh, I, Alec, Alexandra, my daughter, paid for it. And, because she wanted to see it so badly. But, um. My granddaughter kept making noise, and we kept saying, we're at the theater, be quiet. We were <laughs> pretending. And, uh, wow, it's just, um, I don't know. No, it's, it, it sucks. You know, yeah, yeah, it sucks. So, I mean, what else do you miss with COVID? Do you miss anything else? Just being, just the fact of being able to go out to a restaurant or with your friends to a bar and just not, just like going out in general and not having the fear of like, I could get COVID. No matter how much precaution you take, you wear your mask and you do everything right. It's like just that like fear that you can possibly get it. It's just like you can't go anywhere without, at least for me, I feel like I can't go anywhere and I have that fear that I'm going to get it. It's like, that just sucks. So you didn't want to do anything. You want to just stay home. I have that fear, too. All right. Read any good books lately? Oh, yeah. Yes. Let's talk about that. Yes, I did. Okay. Okay. So, my birthday was the 23rd of September, and I asked for... I'm thinking of ending things, because my cousin recommended it to me. I actually read that book, too, because the same cousin, who's my nephew, recommended it to me. So, we read it together. He said it's a it's a quick read. It's really good. It, it's spooky and scary, creepy. It, it's very creepy. The it's very tense when you read it. Like it's kind of like nothing really scary happens, but for some reason you're like scared when you're reading it. Yeah, it's very hard to explain. It's a creepy scary. It's very creepy, and it's almost like a real life scary. Yeah. Like there's like you know horror and there's ghost stories and there's but this is kind of like okay this could happen right yeah it's that kind yeah. of scary it's yeah yeah it's really yeah. yeah exactly but um there's a very big twist at the end and I was kind of confused so I had to go online and like read like wait what did I just read like I thought I knew what happened but I wanted to confirm that what I read was actually true and then you know you I thought about it for hours after I read it. That's how you know the book is good. Because it, like, it stuck with you. Well, Jared and I read it together as a, uh, like a book club, like a two-person book club. And we talked about it. Mm -hmm. So, so we didn't have to, I didn't have to go online and get somebody to explain it to me because he got parts of it and I got parts of it. And so that was the good thing about it. Yeah. But wow, it was a pretty good book. It was a great book. Yeah, yeah. Then, ta-ta-ta-ta, <laughs> it was, I was so excited when I was scanning around and I saw on Netflix, the movie, the, movie. the book had been made into a Netflix 
movie. And Netflix actually does pretty good. They do. When it comes to their own originals and, you know, movies and stuff. So I had high hopes. That Me it was too. be great. I was so excited. I texted uh, Jared. And then, of course, we're all fans of Toni Collette. Yes. So I, I love her. Love her. And she's just in everything. That scene that she's in when she's in um, Heredity. Her, 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 the I and Your Mother Mom. <laughs> oh, yes. Man, she's so, so good. good. And yeah, so we're excited. Okay, she's in it. That means it has to be good. What'd you think? I told Gloria that I was about to watch it and she had already watched it and she goes, okay, when you finish it, you have to call me. So I was like, okay, she must have liked it and she can't wait to talk about it. So as I'm watching it, I see that it's two, how, two hours and like 24 minutes. Yeah. It was kind of long. It was it was lengthy. Yeah. It was but I'm like, yeah. okay, so let me watch it. And as I'm watching it, I'm thinking there's no way that Gloria Moraga, <laughs> film fanatic, enjoyed this movie. And I'm like, and if she did, am I missing something? Like, am I not getting it? So I finish it and I thought it was horrible. It was one of the worst movies I think I've seen in a long time. And I call her and she asks me, so what'd you think? And before I could even get a word out, she says, it was the worst movie I've ever seen <laughs> in the history of mankind. <laughs> and I said, okay, thank God you said that because I thought you liked it. I, was I just, thought it was bad too. It was so disappointed. There were so many things they could have done with it that it could have made it, but it didn't even make any sense. Nothing. They ruined the book. And the book, you know, and I mean, what that book wasn't the, my favorite book in the whole wide world. Not absolutely not. It had, you know, for itself, for what it was, it was a fine little book. Well, and it's and the thing is, it, it's important because it talks about mental health. Yes. Which is what she meant by it's real life for because it delves into like the state of mind of somebody that's without spoiling that somebody that's suicidal. Right, or even somebody like, that's in a relationship because right. because I said that could be a double. A double meaning. It's it could big, be that you're thinking about anything. You're thinking about ending your relationship because she, she says that throughout the book. Yeah, thinking of anything. Right, of because she wants to break up with her boyfriend because he's kind of a nerd, a jerk. Yeah. You know, not pleasant. The whole thing with the pigs and on so and like on. So the message is very important and then you're watching the movie and the message is it's not conveyed. There's like, no message. There's no message. The message is, I don't know how to make a movie. That's the message. What did you call it? A... Drug movie? Oh, yeah. So in the old, in the 60s and 70s, I used to go watch movies and I would turn to my ex, now ex-husband and say, they made this movie when they were on drugs. I mean, they were dropping acid and say, let's make a good movie. <laughs> and then they would make some movie that didn't make any sense at all. And it would just wander, ramble around and flash back and flash forward and flash sideways. Yeah. And that's, that movie reminded me of it. It was bad. It's the worst movie. Do not recommend. Don't watch Thumbs it. Thumbs down. Thumbs down. What a depressing thing. I mean, it's bad enough that we can't go to the movies, but we have these horrible movies. But there's some good stuff out. What's I'm, something good that you watch? I'm watching right now um, Lovecraft Country Okay, I haven't, I haven't on, on HBO, and it's um, really good. I know that I like something. Now, it's not for everybody because it's horror and also it's shocking. So there's shocking sex scenes in it, and there's shocking murder scenes in it. And it's not for everybody, but the way I think something's good is when my mouth, my jaw drops, <laughs> and I just am stunned at a scene. And that that happens to me every episode 
of of Lovecraft. It's good. It's and the acting is top notch, and there's just a, a just a wealth of African American actors in it. But just everybody, everybody that's in it is great. It's just great. So I'm happy that that's on, and I have that to watch. And then there's some other stuff that I just watch, like, you know, junk stuff, yeah. like uh, murder stuff. And oh, I always like it when I'm doing a podcast and my grandson decides to take a shower. Oh. And then the, the pipes running. the pipes come on, and I don't know if you can hear it. Let's see. Maybe a little. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a little bleep there. Okay. Anyway, thank you for being here. Thanks for sharing your thoughts about the election. I like just talking about stuff. Tell everybody to vote. Vote, vote, vote. Make sure, check your registration status. If you haven't voted already, vote. Go to vote.org. And Gloria Moraga will soon be posting her propositions, what yes means, what no means. And I was going to actually do a little podcast on that. I know for people who don't live in this country, you don't care. But I think that for the videos... I'm just going to have straight what a yes means, what a no means. Make with, it as simple as with, possible. With graphics. It's those gonna be, props are so confusing. It's going to be really simple. They do it on purpose. They do do it on purpose. But for the podcast, I'm going to give my opinion about what how I'm voting. Because I can let my hair down in my podcast. Right. And I haven't posted a podcast in a while. Because actually, I'll tell you why. I've been really depressed. Mm-hmm. I've been really down. I've been trying to... Think past it and try to think of happy, good things. Because yeah. there's a lot of happy, good things to be thankful for. Yeah. But Jesus, God, just so much. It, I don't know about you, how you guys are handling it out there, but I, we have four people living in my house. Four people, one horrible dog that pees everywhere, um, two cats that are very demanding, and a gecko who's like the best. So out of all the the beans in this house of the four, five, six, seven, eight beans, eight living things in this house, only one is decent. Puxley, the gecko. (laughs) He's the only one that's easy, that's happy. He gets his, you know, and then we have that shortage, that cricket shortage, and I was stressed out about that. There's a Dr. Pepper shortage, too. Did you know that? (laughs) No. You go to some restaurants and you can't get Dr. Pepper because of COVID. Why? I I have to, I remember reading about it, but apparently it has something to do with when, remember when this all started and everybody would just go out and buy a mass of everything, mass toilet paper. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess people just bought massive, I guess, Dr. Pepper. So that because they bought so much, something, I don't know, something with that. And then they're just, where they get their stuff from, they're... They don't have enough to make it, so there's a Dr. Pepper shortage, everybody. Honestly, right now, if I didn't have Diet Coke to look forward to, it's like my joy. Having a Diet Coke is the joy of, of my day. Me with champagne. Yeah. Have I become a champagne connoisseur during this pandemic? Or, could we dare we say it, alcoholic? No. <laughs> no. You know, that's the first sign. Denial. <laughs> you have to admit you have a problem. See, I admit I have a problem with Diet Coke. I totally have a problem with Diet Coke. I don't have a problem with alcohol. Yeah. I'm fine. I am not addicted. I don't need to go to AA. <laughs> not yet, at least. We'll be the judge of that. <laughs> uh, thanks, Joey. Thanks for your time. And we should do this regularly. You know, the old woman... 
interviews the millennial. Yeah. I'm Gloria Moraga. Thank you for being here. Please share my podcast episodes with everybody. I'll be back next week.